0: Say you don't like it, no, no, you don't like it. Let me it, let me read, let me read uh. Say you don't like it, no, no, you don't like it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the rewriters room we are the men with the pen I am one third of your illustrious hosts Armand Sather the John Cena of journalism the Paul Heyman of podcasting the Roman Reigns of rhetoric and the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting per usual I'm not here alone I'm here with my guys the incredible co hosts of mine CC how you feeling my brother.
0: What's good? is CC, the best rapper producer in whole wide world. God body, cause I can pursue, I consume healthy products and do towel crows, But they're never the let the earth. And philanthropist. Every phrase I say is gym like this You could put any nigga next to me. Dope ass women gonna be like, who fuck man this is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say: love yourself, so keep going. You out the world, so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where the hell my nigga Chan? Hey, first
2: and foremost, I want to say shout out to the Big Show. Um. I was just watching some random like old big show highlights. I'm like he's giving us so much, bro. And I feel like we don't appreciate him enough. Um, but secondly, I did want to comment on the women's card debate, which has bubbled up. I I think I am turning over a new leaf and maybe on one of the shows, I could stand for a, a women's card title. I don't know what you call it. I think that's a really a big hurdle is that the branding on it. Like, I get it, it's about money, but I'm sorry. The TBS championship, it just sounds like a joke. It just sounds like a toy. And so, like, I think if you could figure out the branding, I do think there's a space for it just because um, you see what, you know, Rhea's doing. Um, Obviously, is kind of more traditionally in women's matches, but you see how Rhea's kind of elevating out. It would be nice to have have more women's singles matches in those spots that weren't around, you know, anyone else's feud. So, just an idea that I will say, I, you're, the points are starting to hit a little harder. I'm not fully convinced yet, but I, I am open to like maybe throwing one on NXT, maybe like a Heritage Cup for the women, and just like see how it feels. You know, I, I could get into that,
0: bro. Word. Uh, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just drop this right here. Uh, my brothers is my brothers like my mother's kids or whatever. And great minds, I'm gonna just drop that right there and <laughs> leave it for the. If you stick around for the rest of this podcast, you gonna see where that's gonna come back
1: around. But keep going ahead, y'all boys. and that was chanting with our mid card moment of Mm -hmm. course we got to give a big shout out to the a show rnc um you can follow us at the a show rnc to tap into all of our content whether that be the a show the war report any of our other bonus content and we have a special podcast only fans called the patreon patreon patreon.com backslash the a show rnc to get early access to all of these things extended episodes uh exclusive merch the so next time we do merch early access to draft diary retro diaries whatever the hell we're, we're doing a lot over there um the a show will be back soon so that'll be very exciting for you all they'll be back with something very special for you all might i add um but we're gonna leave hollywood and come back down to earth that was our patreon segment so let's jump into our pre-write for the week where we discuss storylines that we're enjoying or not enjoying and just have a have a little discussion about it so Channing, I'm very interested. Actually, I, 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 sh- I should have got this. I'm looking at and a specific emoji right now on our run sheet, and I would love for you to get into a conversation about what this emoji means to you. I'm sure it'll be a, a kind of tough topic.
2: They say, they say, every man, every man's time comes, bro. I just, I just never thought it'd be my dogs, bro. They really got my dog, Dolph, out of here, bro. They gave him his walking papers, man. As a former World Heavyweight Champion, two times. NXT Champion. Intercontinental Champion, six times. U.S. Champion, Mr. Money in the Bank. Tag Team Champion. That's 15 titles. Man, I, I can't think of one bad match. And I'm sure it will be back. I know... I just know that's how the game is played. There'll be a Royal Rumble a couple years from now, and he, he is a cool entrance. He'll come back for some random shit. I'm, I know it's not the last time I'm going to see Dolph so I'm not too upset. But it is just crazy how, like, you just think shit's never going to end, bro. Like, it's, that's, like, the kind of, like, childish part of wrestling is, like, oh, I guess this is their job. Like, damn. <laughs> like, I mean, I am hoping wish him the best. Like, you know, that's my guy. You know, I'll support you wherever you go. Um, I really, I really – I really hope you don't join the Elite, though. My guy. please don't do that, bro. Like, like you join the Bullet Club, I'm with you, bro. Fucking too sweet. Let's do it. But, like, please don't do that, bro. Please don't join the Elite. But other than that, bro, I support you. I'm just happy, you know, he had a good run. I w- It was really nice to see all, like, the nice stories about Dolph Ziggler that came out. I think that was really cool, too. Because, like, it's funny to make fun of Dolph Ziggler. But when you find out, like, he's actually a good dude, too, it's like, okay. Like, at least I was supporting a cool guy. Like, you know, he wasn't a jerk or anything. Didn't say anything weird, so. Just shout out to Dolph Ziggler, man. And I, I, I wait your return. And when, niggas, and when niggas talk differently about Dolph, like they always do when niggas come back, just know I was here day one. <laughs> I've been here. When you knew Dolph fans show up, just like you knew Drew McIntyre fans showed up, all of a sudden, just know I was here first. I always believed him.
1: Talk so, about
0: it, yeah. I got two Yo. things on that real quick. I just, real quick, two things. First thing, um, you was right on that. Cause I thought about this too. Dolph never really, he never missed I, to me in the ring. I never, there was never a time I watched him and I was like, yeah this match is boring or like blah, blah, blah. But to and that Goldberg point, is best match. Yeah.
2: Who, who else get a good match at Goldberg? Well, Him and Brock. And I, him gonna and, say, bro? and I was going to say,
0: and I was going to say to that. Yeah. And I was going to say to that point, um, to that point, <laughs> Um, Did they squash dolphin a... like thirty seconds? Yeah. What are you do? What are we doing he, here? <laughs> he's the way he sold them spears
2: though. If you watch it, watch watch the rack. And you'll be like, ah, Goldberg, he was really spearing, like he was ninety-four. Dolph also
1: <laughs> super kicked the shot at him, if I remember correctly. Yeah, man.
2: they had a nice little run-up to that match. It was random as fuck, but they had a nice little run-up.
1: So random, <laughs> super
2: <laughs> fucking random, dude. <laughs> no idea. They say you're next. Dolph said, "Really? <laughs> next? No <shit." Why>? Okay, <laughs> all right." It yeah.
1: spun, spun out of a Shawn Michaels feud too. Like it was just, it was very interesting. <laughs> super <laughs> random. Do it anyway. Um. No,
0: but I, I was saying that to say, um, I think it's good that he's leaving because, as you said, he, he's going to come back um, when he, you know, he I think he, you know, it seems like he obviously got the heads up that he was going to be let go. And if you're getting the heads up, that mean they cool enough with you to like usually like I've been in situations where I've gotten the heads up where it's just like a hey, but down the road, like make sure you still pick up the phone when I call because I'm probably going to call you again when I have an opportunity. Like I can tell it's that kind of relationship. And for that reason, I'm glad that he got let go and that he had the history that he had because I would like to see him come back as a different character. I would like to see him come back as a little more bulked up, kind of more like jaded, damn near like old man, old man Logan type, uh, Dolph, where his work is a little bit different and it's a little bit more tough and like more visceral and whatnot. Because he's so good at selling that I think if he bulked up a little bit, he could sell his strikes. And like all that stuff differently too. And his character could be, you guys didn't appreciate me while I was here. So now I'm gonna take everything that you appreciate now. So that's why he's going after all like the the good guys and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is like this could be like mid-car shit, you know what I mean? Like just intercontinental title, but I think he could you that's the kind of guy where you could get a second run and he could have a second run like that. I would love to see it. That's why I'm kind of happy this is happening. I also
2: I'm sorry, I was gonna say real quick, I know how the trade machine works. And I get like you had to give up some pieces to get Jay. Like I get that's that's how the game is played. Like you had to you, you had to throw him a couple late round picks and then like you know a strong solid fed. So, I get it. I got I understand that.
1: Yeah, you gotta invest in the future. But I think Dolph invested a lot in the future. I mean, he went back to NXT and was giving a lot of those people good matches. Third most TV matches of any WWE superstar as well. Third bro. third most TV matches. That boy that was you guys, working. You couldn't yeah. say
0: he wasn't fucking working.
1: Yeah, and, and it didn't matter who he was facing, whether it was mid card shit, whether it was a blood feud, whether they needed him in the world title picture. Like, Dolph was dependable, good, good matches, was able to give, make other people look really good in his matches. Like, you really couldn't go wrong with Dolph. So, um, I, it was definitely surprising to an extent. I mean, he hasn't been on TV in months, but, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think that pop, when he does eventually come back for a rumble and people hear his theme song, it's gonna be crazy because. Yeah, it's easy to make fun of Dolph when he's just there, not doing anything, taking L's. But there are so many moments you could think about. Like he's got the WWE career that I think a lot of superstars would want to have. I would so gladly like, take that. Yeah, I would, I would gladly like take one, that. One hundred percent. So
2: Do you, but, Dawson theory would kill Johnny Gargano right now to have Dolph's career if he could have just that cash in. If they could have just exchanged cashes, he kill Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano right now.
1: Like, yeah. Dolph's had an impressive career, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, all, all all best wishes to him and all the other talent who were let go. Um, we really didn't lose anyone that was like. No. Nah. I mean, I, I think the biggest loss was. Well, the biggest superstar that we lost was Riddle. But everything that was going on, it was just kind of like, this is really the only, the only option at this point. Um, so, best wishes to all of them. We've already seen a couple kind of at Corny um about it um you know i i hope that more don't do that but um yeah that's that's what it is cc how about how about you um
0: yeah man uh i just been tapping in lately to what's been going on and um based on what i'm seeing uh montez ford is ready um, you, there's like, you know, I'm going back and I'm, you know, I think I'm in 99 going on 2000 now. Um, and then, you know, I've been watching again since like 2017 ish, 2018 ish or whatever is when I really picked it up watching regularly again. You can see when a wrestler has decided themselves that like, no, remember when Drew came out and he was like, no, nah, like, no, nah, this is what I want now. Like you could see it in his eyes. He was like, no, nah, this is, this is where I'm at now. And it's still there. Like, it's just it's going to be there. Montez, when he got scolded by Bobby the other day or whatever, I was I was looking at that and I was like, wait a second, if you look at like his face right now, he's really trying to like lean into the role of being like, like, you know what? Like, yeah, like that wasn't like he's trying to like. I could see him like really committing to acting like he just got scolded and whatnot. And what's about to come next is what's about to come next, which lets me know that one, he's like, like, not that we didn't notice before, but he's down to like go, go all in on some shit. But I personally feel like him going down that more like vicious route is going to unlock things for him that are going to work for him down the road. And I cannot wait for him to do it. Cause I think he plateaued being in the more like positive role and this is gonna allow him to flex different parts of his character that he can then take when he's more of like a tweener, which is ultimately where he's gonna end, or whatever. He's gonna be like that smart ass, you know, kind of like tweener badass guy or whatever. But this is what he needs to get. This is like when Rock went domination, or whatever. Um, and then from there, like went like corporate and whatever. Like this is the start of that. So I'm just I'll let y'all know, nigga. The clock's ticking or whatever get your champions out the way, your faves or whatever, let them get their titles cuz my boy once 2025 hit, he got he going stupid.
2: Uh question. Who was at the TKO unveiling? Which couple was it? Was it Becky and and Seth? I don't believe so.
0: VMAs wasn't even a mu- even in a music video. Who? Who was Not there?
1: That, was it was, was it Madcap and Emma? I don't think so. I don't was I, it? And and no disrespect to 4K because I'm, I'm big 4K hot, but it, yeah. it wasn't carrying a scarlet either. Mm-mm. I don't think it was broad and core either. I oh, wait.
0: It. And then and then we think about money, relationships, connections, and all of that stuff, too, right? We know that the WWE wants to be close with the NFL because they share, they kind of share the same fan bases, people who like to watch big strong guys hit each other and do stupid, you know, same kind of shit or whatever you know, and they've gotten in with them with the belts. What else do, you know, the WWE and the the military, or I'm sorry, the NFL have that they try to pander to? Oh, the military. Oh, who used to be in the military? Oh, Mm, oh, the marketing. Oh, a black guy who's married to this woman who's a strong woman and he used to be in the, oh, market. Oh, he's pretty good looking. He can talk. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Like, I'm telling you, I listen, if I was there, if I'm trying to decide who's going to make me money, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, oh, he's going to make me, this guy can make some fucking money. But I'm just letting y'all know on the wrestling side, it's coming. Hey, man, if it was 2006, Montez
2: and Bianca have a movie on BET, bro. Oh. They, they'd have just thrown them one. They, they'd have thrown them a low budget, you know, it could have even been a wrestling movie. But WWE and BET would have partnered up and made that happen, bro. Because mm-hmm. if you could just watch them, just even them like doing interviews and stuff, you're like, oh my god, like they're like incredible. Like imagine just...
0: watching that uh Beyonce most deaf musical, and right after that, the Bianca Belair Montes Ford movie. <laughs> Medea goes to WrestleMania. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Man. Yo, this <laughs> come on. Come on, man.
1: printing nah, money. They're printing if, if, money. If, they're printing if, money. You, you you do a match, Medea versus May Young. Yo, yo, I, my nigga. Yeah. Real talk,
2: Medea versus Rhea. Like Tyler Perry, kind of talk, right? <laughs> like, hey man, that's, hey like, like you might have to give her a world War heavyweight title shot. Man. And you, you know you what? Want to,
1: you want to talk about heel heat
0: remote. Rhea beating up Medea? Yeah, that's I was gonna heat. say if you ever oh. watch Medea movies, like, Ty, like Tyler Perry sells. Like when yes. he's getting oh, hit, he does sell, sell for sure. So imagine him selling like the headbutt for Rhea, bro. Imagine so, our dude. truth talking to, like, <laughs> like, Uncle, Uncle Brown or whatever the fuck. And then you got the New Day just in the corner, like, some so, Oh, uh, bro, the New Day would eat them a Madea movie, bro. <laughs> They'd
2: be, like, her friends. Like, I'm just saying, like, they're just that's just such style, problem That I'm so happy. Ricochet
0: gotta play Ricochet and Samantha gotta just be in it and just like, but they not nobody tell them that they playing any characters. Just have a nigga hitting on Samantha in front of him and just let them like in real life, just like let it happen out. Get, like, yeah. get that on camera. However, however that reaction is? Let's just let's put that in the movie. Right
1: there, we just bro. It, we, we just turn into B T booking, bro. It <laughs> <laughs> got very ethnic. It got very urban. <laughs> But I mean, no, you're completely right. And and your pre-write actually uh, leads to mine. I'm talking about the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley as a whole. You know, last Friday we saw Bobby Lashley gave them the assist again. Angelo Dawkins hesitated and got pinned by Rey Mysterio. And the moment that they debuted, they beat up Brawling Brutes and Viking Raiders. And they haven't really been doing much heel stuff since then. It's kind of been Bobby doing it they've been very reverent to him very thankful to him but them aligning with him beating people up kind of dressing nice like they're still very over as faces and i think this moment is what we wanted They're kind of la reed they their, their diddy to send them on the mission to get cheesecake they come back with the wrong cheesecake and diddy's mad he's like yo i'm shutting down the studio so now what i think we're gonna see is them being more vicious and proving themselves to Bobby. And I think that's when we're going to get the full heel transformation. I think they need different music. Um, I think they need to dress differently too. Like those like marching man fits. They, they're just a little too colorful. Like yeah. they, they, they kind of need a more darker edge where like you look at them and you're like, these niggas is evil now. Cause it looks like something they would just wore anyways, to be honest. Like, um, yeah. so like Uso I mean, adjacent, for- like just right. like, yeah. So I'm very interested in where they go with this. It's 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 been a slow burn and rightfully so because Judgment Day was pr- primarily on Raw. Now that they have the tag titles, they're back. Um, Kevin and Sammy are on Raw, so they can't really do much with them. Um, there's Grace and Waller in theory, but they're heels. So you know, I'm really interested in what and who they kind of feud with to really crystallize this heel turn because beating up on the lwo is only so impressive they lose to everyone um so i'm really interested in what they do to kind of push this even further um but seeing bobby kind of be on that yo get back the suits the watches all that shit like that was that was dope so yeah i think it's going to give them the necessary push that they need
2: i think um it's really dope just one quick thing that I obviously, you know, Bobby and MVP is a great parent. but it is cool to see Bobby as, like, the veteran figure because it's like, yeah, Bobby Lashley has been wrestling for a long time, and in real life, the street, probably, street Profits probably do look up to him. Like, like yo, you are a black wrestler who's been in the WWE, been a prominent wrestler for a long time, so it's kind of cool to see Bobby that likes, I think initially you don't think of him that way. You think of him kind of just like, oh, he's just a star. He's a veteran of the, you know, the company, but he's not, like, a old head office. But, like, yeah, Bobby is, like, been wrestling for longer than some of these people have been like adults. And so it's really cool that they are like showing him for because He actually does really deserve that. I'm glad he's getting that through this, you know, storyline as well.
1: You on mute. Oh, yeah. I think you on mute, my boy. Well, uh, my bad. Yeah, I, I think it's really where he needs to be at uh, yeah. at this point in his career. You know, I don't know if he'll ever get another world title reign to be honest. Like I, I, I don't really see it. So I think him giving back him being that kind of big dog will still, you know, he'll still be able to be over. Like he'll still be able to be be popular. We haven't seen him wrestle since what, before WrestleMania. Oh, um, so it's been a while. And, and I think this break will be good because I think we got too much Bobby over the last few years. And we saw like his character just didn't, didn't hit that next gear. Like he kind of needed MVP to really advocate for him. And he had that brief period where he was over as a face, but it just wasn't enough. So I think him with heaters, and better heaters than you know Cedric and Shelton all all due respect to both of them um I think this will be really good for him so I'm 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 excited to see what what, you know what happens with it. even though I'm not the biggest fan of Bobby like I'm I'm excited to see what what happens with it um let's move into our free right so we all bring questions for one another and this week I thought you you know fuck it these could even be non-wrestling questions so I'm gonna pass it to uh Chan you you go first what's what's your free right So we are
2: obviously in an era where WWE is going global. They're having Elimination Chamber in Perth, which timing-wise, not in love with, but, you know, I think it's a cool idea. Um, what do you think is, like, the most random place they'll have a PLE? Like, what do you think is, like, you know, we've, we're have we really just really thinking outside the box here, and this is where we're going to have it. So not, like, theme of the P- play-per-view, but, like, the literal physical location.
1: Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I do think they want to, like, take over more territory. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the last time they've been in, like... And I think it's also... They try to be conscious of going to specific places that doesn't mess with the uh Like people in the US and what time they have to watch. Like the fact that we have to be up at 6 a.m. to watch Elimination Chamber in February is nuts. But I'm like, I'm I'm gonna I'm do it because I I love I the to. WWE and I'm very interested in it. So I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think I think that's a really good question that I've I, I've honestly never thought about. I don't know. Uh, do you rem- remember when they had that basketball game on an
2: aircraft carrier? Yes. I think that's definitely going to happen at some point for wrestling. I think there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a wrestling match on a boat. <laughs> like, on a military vehicle. I, like, really think that's going to happen. Might even be John Cena wrestling. Who knows? But...
1: I mean, yeah. I feel like you got to bring Cena in for that type of thing. That's yeah. very much his, his bag. Oh, for sure. What I was, was trying you?
0: to think of a place. Um, and I feel like it's going to be... Um... Somewhere that's like more more random in the sense where it's just like they like wrestling, so like probably like Netherlands or like a Dutch country. You know what I mean? That'd be funny. That'd like, be wild. <laughs> like it's gonna be like WWD, Amsterdam. <laughs> the niggas gonna be lit, bro. <laughs> that
2: yeah I feel, yeah Germany like very like
0: yo very they were, later yeah.
2: house in Germany. They have mm-hmm. to let what's his name uh Gunther go dummy bro. Yeah, they have to let him like beat like three niggas in one match get Ludwig in there too mm-hmm. but yeah it's just yeah. interesting because it's just growing so much it's becoming such a thing that like not just is it elimination chamber it's an elimination chamber in Australia so it's like I just wonder when they'll hit the point where it's like okay what's next like we win are we going to have WWE in space like are we going to have WWE
0: underwater nigga if Fast and Furious can go to space they can have WWE in space Damn, bro definitely can happen
2: bro put it on a put them on a shuttle bro let's do it
1: See you see what you got free right
0: uh all right this i mean any one of y'all could take this first um pause but <laughs> 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 pause hold on hey yo hey yo <laughs> this <nigga> slinging it <laughs> They, they
2: can try to be a gentleman. He say, whichever one of y'all go first, it's
0: whatever. <laughs> oh, shit.
2: That's
1: enough for everyone.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, um,
1: I, all right. I, 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 I don't know if y'all saw my tweet. This has nothing to do with three no, records. Are you room, good? But, but I feel like for a while, Oz culture kind of not died but it kind of dwindled a little bit just because like yeah. you know the, the world has changed like you know we're embracing out, it. Yeah. niggas would
0: be like yo i'm about to go to the grocery stores that boys want anything pause nigga. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, bro, yeah. <laughs> which means you
1: offering niggas something but i wanted yeah, some I, snacks bro <laughs> what's gay about that so i feel like paul's culture dwindled a bit because we're embracing lgbtqia plus people i I, shout out to my gay niggas all type of niggas i love all y'all Recently, there's been a big resurgence of pause culture. I think Cameron and Mace are a large part of it. So niggas are pausing everything again. And it's made me so pause conscious to where (laughs) the the most simple sentence I'll say, I'll be like, hold on. Could a nigga pause this if I say this? So you pausing yourself there just made me think of that because it's honestly so crazy. Like niggas will really find out any way to pause anything.
2: It's like a challenge. It's like yeah, because like, you be yeah. like, "How'd you make that?" Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I get
1: it.
0: I get, I get it. it Bro, I was on the phone with somebody the other day, and my girl paused me. She was like, "Pause." <laughs> I was like, "Yo," <laughs> Damn, okay. I was like, "Damn." It speak? <laughs> but speaking of pause, this goes segues right into my my question. Um, all right, this is a three parter, and I'm about to ask it all at once. So you got to oh, think so. about all this shit at the one at uh, the same time. Is it a, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a pop tart a type of ravioli? And does pumpkin pie count as toast?
1: A hot so, dog is
2: is a sandwich. Definitely. Yeah, I don't understand people who like are like, no, it's not. It's like, what do you think? How is it a is? sandwich?
0: <laughs> it's, it's got bread. bread. All right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm about to drop a damn link in the chat so y'all can see what it's the hell I'm talking like- about. If hoagies are sandwiches,
1: then hot dogs are sandwiches. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just like, it's like a, it's like a, it's, it, it's, like, it's a, like a subway yeah. sub. Like, it's yeah, the same literally. thing. It's
2: just not vegetables. It's just yeah, whatever yeah. hot dog is. Okay,
0: but the thing is, is like, theoretically, and not saying that you can't do this, but like, this is what you would typically do, like. When you have when you eat a hot dog, you're not about to turn that bitch to the side and like have it so that the bread is like one piece of bread is on top and other piece of bread is on bottom, like a sandwich, and then you just got the extra on the side, like a sub. You eating that shit like a ta- I, it's like a taco.
1: You wouldn't call a taco
0: a sandwich. I would call it a sandwich. All, yes, right, all, right, it. all right, all right. Would you not? Next question: Is a pop tart <laughs> a type of ravioli? 100%. i don't know what constitutes ravioli but I'm sure it seems but like it's just like think about it ravioli yeah it's like you got disgusting. the pasta mix breakfast like, or something in. is it breakfast ravioli? i will say though i just bought some toaster strudel i'm excited to have it oh my god nigga that is like that's i had to spot. i had to i literally had to stop buying it because i was addicted
1: to it <laughs> <Like, laughs> at least i have a problem Having a toaster strudel in a minute, but it it sounds kind of good right now. I'm not.
0: If I buy, if I buy one, I'm going to Sam's to buy multiple packs. Like it's gonna be bad. Um, (laughs) all right, and then the last one is: Does pumpkin pie count as toast? Because when you think about toast, it's just like all right, all we did is just like we toast some bread up, and we're gonna throw something on top of it. And technically, when you think about pie, it's just toasted bread with something on top of it. So, is pumpkin (laughs) pie count as toast?
1: That's interesting. I I, I, I can't
2: think
0: I of a reason. I I, f- I love like I how y'all sh- giving this one more thought than the guy. I damn. think it <laughs> it depends on
2: what you define crust as. If you define mm. crust as bread, then yes, it's toast. But if you define crust as something separate, because there are crusts like graham cracker crust, it's that's like not true. bread, Obviously, so it depends on the type of crust. But I don't have a strong argument against it.
1: Mm. Pie pie for me const like what constitutes pie is something that like the the crust and there's like something on top of it and there's like that like it, it kind of goes down into I, I don't know the proper word for what i'm saying but there's kind of like layers to it toast got you can you. put you can put things on toast but like it doesn't have that kind of
0: having the layer on top of the toast yeah doesn't make it like
1: toast. yeah like pie is, pie is pious filling or even like Meat pie paws, or something like that, like it, it <laughs> yeah, has know, like layers to meat it. Pie it's, is it's got like some kind of density to it. I've um, never heard of a meat pie, in real life. Like, it's yo, like cake It's like I know if, you, you, if you had or like shepherd's pie, that's just fire. I love shepherd's pie, it's fire though. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, like you a had that for right.
0: dinner earlier, and I ask you what's the last thing you ate, just don't tell me you ate. Just uh, like uh, yeah,
1: don't I, 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 I would not say. Don't say that. I, I, I would call you, it lasagna or something. Like you, you know.
0: out to dinner,
2: you say, yeah, "Can I get the um linguini? Can I get the meat pie?" I said, "Bro, come on." Hey,
1: come on, man. The like, you lady right what? here, my boy. You gotta eat that right now, bro.
2: Yo, your kid's you could, right here, son. You need to order that in private, bro. This is a family establishment. My God. <laughs>
1: Very interesting questions. Um, my last question, and this stems from a hot take that I've had for a while and have never fully come out with it. I've joked about it in the Discord, or maybe I've veiled it as jokes, but I've kind of been serious about it. And I just hope that this is a safe space for me to say what I want to say. So the Usos, they had the record-breaking longest tag title reign. They've had a lot of tag title reigns. They've recently, you know, main evented WrestleMania. They've done a lot of big things in WWE. They've been people that the WWE have gone to regularly. They've been great heels. They've been great faces. They are being called the greatest tag team of all time by a lot of people. And when you look at their resume, it's hard to disagree with it. Now, me, I have never really been impressed with them in ring. They have never really moved me in ring. I'm not a big fan of the super kickfests. The splash to me, the, the 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 move, the splash itself, like even people like RVD and Eddie Guerrero who did dope splashes. For me, it just doesn't seem as effective because they're smaller guys. Someone like Bronson Reed doing a splash, it's like yo, that nigga can genuinely flatten you. And uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero, God rest his soul, was was brawlic rvd i think it's like 210 220 something like that and so the usos they're like what 230 240 i doing splashes It they don't really move me like i have never really been impressed with them in rank they'd have they have multiple classic matches i think a big part of it is the opponents that they faced whether it's their matches against the shield their matches against the new day their match against you know sammy and ko like i, I think that they bring it they do a really good job with the dramatics of the matches and kind of like you know, putting shit together. But when, when the going gets tough, what do they do? They just go back to the super kicks. They'll hit you with multiple super kicks. The, they'll do the double super kick. Thank God they added the one D because that double splash shit. Not, okay, two niggas jumping on you. I get it. Like that, that probably hurts a little more. But
2: nah, as always as one oh. day on the legs, it was like I just yeah, yeah, it's also
1: <laughs> weird. Like that's that should hurt your stomach more than it hurts your opponent. But whatever. But. I acknowledge what they have accomplished. I respect what they have accomplished. But I personally have never been that impressed with them in in ring. And I've never felt like I had the safe space to express that. I can already feel the Discord hearing this and typing messages toward me. I I will take all the bullets. But I want to ask you guys, do you think the Usos are good wrestlers?
2: It's, It's very different, in my opinion. In terms of their styles. But it reminds me of like. The Hardy Boys. Especially like near. In like like post peak Hardy Boys. Where like Usos are just like 90% vibe. And like if you really pick apart the matches. Outside of the really dramatic spots. Whereas with the Hardy Boys. It's the big high spots. Or like the brother rivalry. And the Usos it's more so like drama storytelling. Like you said the opponents are like. They do good facial expressions. Especially Jay. But. A lot of it is just like, it's just cool to say the Uso Penitentiary, they have a fun entrance when they would come out to the ring and talk their way down. Like, that was really cool. As I said before, when the Samoans get black adjacent, it always works out better for them. Like, I think they're just a really fun vibe, and I think people started just saying they're the best team ever, and so you know, no one has a real argument against it. I mean, especially because they have the record. I mean, you could say the New Day, but it's harder because there's three of them. But... I think it's just one of those things where we're in an era, I feel like with them and Gunther, where it's like, and Roman, obviously, we're just like setting a lot of records, and I don't know if that's like Triple H just trying to be like, yeah, I don't want want niggas to remember when I was running shit, but it just feels like we are like doing a lot of that, and that's just something I've noticed. Not to say it's bad, but it just feels like we have Roman, the best, you know, world champion ever going to the best ic champion ever and Usos best tag champs ever all at the same time and it's like some of that feels almost like marketing or purposeful that like that's what i just want to be able to say so i do agree with you sometimes where it just feels like they started saying that and i was like oh i didn't know we were we all agreed to that but it's just like once you get into the vibe of the matches i kind of like okay they're fun like i can't I, i i got nothing bad to say about the usos
0: Yeah, I'm kind of pretty much on that same wave. It's just one of those things where it's just like it's not like they wanted them groups that got like they hit in like all the intangibles and stuff like that. When I'm watching a match with them, I'm never mad that I'm watching a tag match with them. They do tag matches when they say they're the best tag team or whatever. I'm like, well, you got to do how good it is and how consistent it is and then how consistently good it is. And I'm like well they're consistently good so i don't i don't know what to tell you they i like all their tag matches they're really really good but beyond that yeah i i do get the point of like not feeling like they're special um i do think it's special to be consistent in that way so i think they're special in that way but i don't think that uh they like They don't really have like a thing that I can like really point to. You know what I mean? Like even with the Alpha Academy, like they don't even need to be in ring for me to like be interested in certain things. Whereas with the Usos, there needs to be some kind of story about either the titles or why you want to fight this guy or something like that. I'm not just interested in the Usos. I guess I would say it that way. But once they start wrestling, I'm not I'm not, you know, turning it off or nothing like that. Um, I'm fully engaged. So that's how I feel
1: about them. Yeah, like we've seen a lot of people who aren't good at the technical aspect of wrestling give good matches. The was are kind of like brawlers to me in a sense, which works like it's fine. And they have a lot of classics. It shows that. But there's just something for me where when people give them that praise, I'm just like, it's, it's so interesting to feel like, you know, they have really good matches, but they're not good wrestlers. And I feel like a lot of people wouldn't understand that distinction. So, yeah. which is why I've been very conscious of not outright saying it, but, and like, you look at Jay on this singles run and like, you know, I would never expect him to be so um, what's the word? Like someone I, I want to see like wrestle and see him team with KO was cool. Like he's, he's holding it down. He's good at giving a good match. And like, like you said, conveying all like just the entire aura of a match. He's very good at that. But, Especially as singles, like their movesets sets are so. And we saw Jimmy his match against uh, who was it? Uh, was it Theory? I, I forget who it was. It was all but the it, people involved. Oh so AJ, it was AJ. Yeah, like it was we, AJ. Like we were like we were like, yo, Jimmy kind of got a Jimmy got it as a singles. He not he might not be good. Jay is Jay as a singles holding it down. Jimmy Jimmy needs some work. And so you put them together, they're perfect together. They complement each other so well. But I'm just like I don't know if they're good wrestlers and i hope people understand that distinction i'm gonna get jumped anyways it's fine i'll take yeah. it but i just need to ask that question um to get into our rewrite for the day uh, for those who are on the patreon segment you heard us doing sasha banks and naomi trivia shout out to dmv our guest from last week who gave us this idea of rewriting sasha and naomi's story if they did not walk out of the wwe and hand over the tag team titles now to give you all context for those who may not remember or may not have been watching or whatever the case you're you're not aware there was a six-pack challenge to take place on monday night raw sasha banks and naomi uh were both in the match so they were technically going to be wrestling one another naomi was set to win the six-pack challenge and face bianca for the raw women's championship i believe that match would have been at Hell in a Cell, either Hell in a Cell or Money in the Bank. And then uh, Sasha was going to face Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Both of them being Women's Tag Team Champions would lose their matches and it was going to uh, unfold into a feud with Dewdrop slash Piper Niven and Nikki Cross over the Women's Tag Team Championships. They were not happy with that storyline and they walked out of the WWE in May 2022. Naomi is obviously now Trinity and Impact um, Sasha Banks is now uh, Mercedes Monet she was in New Japan Then she got hurt she's appeared At an AW event she hasn't wrestled in AW Yet but she appeared at an event and there Are inklings that she will be Maybe doing a one-off appearance there So we shall see but We are writing this story As if they never walked out Of WWE in May 2022 Who would like to begin
0: I'll go ahead and get started Um all right. So, um I'm going to pick up from um them winning at WrestleMania um the titles. So, they win the titles at WrestleMania um and then 2 weeks after Raw, they cut a promo talking about how they just beat three different teams at once. Um And nothing's changed on the roster since WrestleMania. So they won't even entertain title matches for like another six months or until every single team in the division splits up or whatever. Um, So like their thing after they won is they kind of like immediately become like cool girl heels. Like they're kind of like mean girl heels to where like I've always always and part of this is because I always thought both of their characters could be a little bit cooler, but I always thought it was them trying to be cool in certain ways that made them uncool. And I was like, well, if you just go mean girl with it and then you lean into how like a mean girl is cool, you'll be cool just off of like trying to get that off. You know what I mean? Like that'll work. Um, so that's how I got them kind of like uh, lined up. And the cool thing is is that they, they were able to politic and say, you know, um, they're playing off of like I love when you like play off of like shoot shit. So they're playing off of the fact that like Sasha... You know just be doing what she's doing and like not really going or whatever so they're saying like yeah we're not even entertaining title matches for another six months either that or if you wanted to be earlier to six months every single tag team in the division got to split up and if i remember correctly at this time live was still with Rhea, so this is like fuels that Liv Rhea stuff you know what i mean and all the, a lot of those tag teams and ended up winning a breakup so this kind of like fuels some of those tensions it gives everybody like a little bit uh to their story as well um so then they they like get into it with people here and there since they like, you know, said fucked up shit and kind of put the tag division in a fucked up spot and whatnot. Um, and as they do mean girl stuff week to week, Sasha starts to like noticeably noticeably feel uncomfortable with like the level of cruelty and malice that like Naomi is showing towards people. And then like after a few weeks. Sasha, Sasha like asked her about it and Naomi says like "Uh, wise woman once told me if I'm going to swim I might as well be a shark and she's referencing something that Sasha first told her right after they won a the championships about like saying like I know you've been a champion before but as somebody who's done this a few more times blah blah this is how you got to be if you really want to stay one top considering that you only been champion for like a total of blah blah, blah days on the main you know what I mean and it's gonna seem like she's her at first but in the end, she's going to be like, listen, like, I know how this sounded or whatever, but I'm really trying to let you know, you really got to be on top of your toes out here, blah, blah, blah. So like, that's what like low key Sasha kind of like created a monster type of situation. Naomi just took it too far. So like that, she says her own words back to her. And then Sasha's just like worried at this point because she's like, damn, like, I don't know what to do. I kind of created this. So then they start losing tag matches here and there, but they not for the title, so it's not really a big deal. But it's kind of a big deal. Then like Sasha loses a match that causes them to defend their title against a Damage Controller Survivor Series. So like Naomi's already like kind of like mad at her at that point about that. And then in that match, there's uh, a point where Naomi tries to get Sasha to use a weapon on Dakota or whatever, because the refs like not looking at the moment and Sasha like hesitates. And then like Naomi and Sasha start to like have a a little bit of like what looks like an argument. And then Bailey comes over to interfere and Naomi turns around and then just uses the weapon on Dakota because like Sasha went to get to Bailey and like the ref was there too. And then like Sasha like grabs, uh, I'm sorry, Naomi grabs Sasha throws her on top of Dakota and like grabs the ref and tells her to count or whatever and it's weird because like Sasha is just like covering Dakota but she's like weirdly like strangely looking up at Trinity while Trinity's like kind of like looking down at her like finish the job it's gonna be such a great shot (laughs) so um so uh so they do that or whatever right so then they just have kind of like tension from there on. They're not really in the same place that often, whatever they'll be on the same show, but you don't really see them in the same place. They have a rematch against uh damage control at Royal rumble. Um, And before that, they were recently attacked while they were arguing against e- the arguing with each other in the ring by damage control. They were attacked. Um, And, then like the end of that episode is they ended up going out fighting together or whatever so you think they charged up and when they come out they come out separately but they usually do whatever when they get in the ring they're a little hesitant when they see each other but then they start hyping each other up and dabbing each other up and you think like it's like okay that momentum from when they just fought damage control is back like they remember why they're doing this and whatnot or whatever and the match is fire and at some point Naomi kind of like pushes Sasha in front of her to like take a shot from Io and it's like like you know Cole is like did she like do that on purpose like I don't know I can't tell and Corey's like I don't know (laughs) or whatever so then like later on the match Sasha and Naomi go for like a double tag team move where Naomi has like EO on her shoulders and Sasha's supposed to jump on the ropes and like do something or whatever so Sasha's like on the outside of the ropes and she's about to like motion like she's about to do something and then she just jumps right off the apron and starts walking up the entrance and like she only looks back like one or two times or whatever and like like Naomi's like kind of still holding EO and then EO hits her with a poison Rana. And then Naomi like drags herself up to the corner and Dakota, uh, coyote, uh, Di- ah, Dakota hits the kick and then EO hits the over the moon saw, And then they got new tag champions. And then the next night, Naomi is furious. She calls off Sasha. She never comes out and then naomi starts attacking like dc during like their tag team championship celebration then sasha comes out and just whoops dc or whatever and then she whoops naomi and then she grabs the mic and she's like somebody need to bring your big head ass down to earth i can't deal with your fake ass anymore i'm gone then she just leaves and she's not around for a little while and it's just so happened that naomi can't like not take being champion because like remember like what sasha said to her at the beginning like now that you hear or whatever and naomi's like whole character part of the reason why she's bad now like truly bad is because she felt like she's been in this place this for a long time and she watched all these other girls get these uh, accomplishments and girls get to just stay on the main stage every time they want to come back they get in a championship so she's like you know what in order for me to do that i need to always have a championship or whatever so she started you know she take uh some game from sasha with the politicking or whatever right so she helped speed up the process because this was already in play of rolling out a new women's mid-card title they announced the title and announced that she's going to be the number one contender to uh and then she gets the name of her opponent or whatever but the higher-ups think like that's a, like a lot of power so it's and like fair is fair so like she needs to like have a match in order to like attain the power to in order to name her opponent or whatever um so she has a match um and she has a match with Dana Brooke and then she gives the, the match to Dana Brooke at the beginning to say something. And she's like, listen, this is for a new title. What we're about to do right now is history regardless of who comes out or whatever. We're about to make history as women or whatever. And she's going to be like, because I'm doing this for all of us. And then she like hands her the mic. And then she like walks off and Dana like starts to talk about her family and stuff, whatever. And then Naomi just attacks her and beats the shit out of her. She starts whooping her with a kendo stick. And then like the paramedics and shit had to take her out, had to take Dana out. And Naomi gets on the mic and she's like, oh, well, like, you know what, guys, I feel really bad. Like you were you were going to be able to see history. But I guess well, I guess now that, you know, you know, because this is like close to um." At this point, it's a uh, it's like close to one of the pay-per-views, so everybody's kind of tied up in their storylines. So uh no, it's like it's during WrestleMania season and everybody already has their storylines or whatever. So she's like it seems like everybody else is like tied up. So, you know, it looks like I won't have an opponent. I mean, I would hate, you know, I would just hate for them to have to just hand me the title, but I guess, you know, what I mean, and then like Adam Pierce comes out or whatever, and he's like, Hold on, hold on, or whatever. And he was like, you know. He's like, there was supposed to be a match. You intentionally sabotaged that. Even with the opportunity basically handed to you, you still try to take a shortcut. Well, as much as I'm hurting for for Dana right now, I'm almost glad that you did what you did because you did take a shortcut right to your opponent at WrestleMania. Sasha comes out or whatever and Sasha and Naomi have a match for the inaugural women's US title at WrestleMania Sasha goes over or whatever um so yeah like the point I was making there is that Sasha and Naomi are great and part of the reason that they were walking out is because they weren't happy with their storylines or whatever but I'm like listen what you guys really like really, really could be, to be honest, when I'm looking at the main roster, I'm like, y'all not always going to float around here, but you guys can be absolutely at the top of the, the main card all the time to get pulled into the, I'm sorry, of the mid card all the time and then get pulled in to that main event stage whenever it works or whatever. And that's a great spot to be in or whatever. And I was just like, hey, man, y'all could have put it on a blast. I really could have did something. But yeah, but the the other cool thing about it was like knowing that like Sasha, like kind of be big bro in naomi in a way because she's had like the more illustrious career of the two or whatever in the scene as like a horsewoman or whatnot so this would be a situation to where like sasha's actually like the face and naomi's the one that's like gone a little like wild or whatever so i thought it'd be cool to flip that up but uh, yeah that's my rewrite
2: yeah i like that a lot that's i want to go next because mine kind of is similar to that but it's like a different i had a different take on it um one thing that's also kind of random that i thought of do y'all remember when Liv Morgan was like supposedly sleeping with Lana? It's crazy that like Liv is the one who made it out of that. That she's the one still on the roster. We'll never guess that. Um, but my rewrite is similar to yours, um, but it is half as complicated because I um part of my story begins where Sasha goes um to Naomi's like, hey. I, like, am really not okay with this match. Like, this is really, like, fucked up. We shouldn't have to do this. Let's go talk to the boss. Um, And Naomi's like, yeah, okay, sure, let's go. Um, And then, you know, Sasha pulls up to Pierce's office. Naomi no-shows. Adam's like, what's up? You want to talk to me about something? She's like, "Um, I thought me and Naomi were, but I guess we're not. I don't know. Come out to the match. Sasha's kind of uncertain. Naomi's like, sorry, I got busy. I, like, missed it, my bad. Um... Have the match. Uh, this is the tag match against Rhea and Liv for the tag titles. Um, Rhea and Liv win the match. Naomi turns on Sasha, beats her ass, says, You always in the spotlight, you always trying to little low sis me. You always trying to act like you know better than me. You was looking out for yourself. You didn't care about me. You was just mad about your storyline, and I'm sick of being your understudy. So now Naomi's free agent, Sasha's off with the injury. They always kind of walk around. She's like, you know, I'm finally looking out for myself. I'm just, like, done. Just, like, being the understudy. I'm just trying to be myself. And so Jimmy's like, hey, we got the bloodline popping off. Come through. Let's, like, make it happen. It's a family affair. Da, 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 da. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe. Um, And then, like, that's kind of, like, where you think's going. You see a couple of back vignettes, like, talking to Paul. Roman even gives, like, his little blessing or whatever. Um, but then there's just, like, one vignette where you see her, like, you know, going out to have a match, and it's just like Damien Priest is like, So you still follow her? I see. And she's just like, What do you mean? He's like, I'm just telling you what I saw. And so she goes out, has her match, wins. Then at this point, I believe this is when, at this point in the storyline, this is when Sammy is first leaving. Like, he hasn't actually left, but they're, like, talk, like thinking about he's leaving. And so, at this point, they're saying, be like, hey, Naomi, you, Sammy, both trying to get down. Like, y'all need to talk to each other and both appeal to us. So, Naomi and Sammy have this, like, decision day they have to declare their allegiance, you know, to the bloodline. Duh, duh, duh. And, you know, Naomi comes out to the ring and she's like, I'm oh, sorry, Jimmy, but I got to put me first. And then Judgment Day comes out of nowhere, jumps the bloodline. Naomi has joined the Judgment Day. She is this storyline has taken Rhea Ripley's place as the female leader of the Judgment Day. Said, I'm no longer following up just behind other people. I'm looking out for me. So, Naomi is your 2022 Royal Rumble winner. Naomi goes on to defeat Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Naomi is mommy. She also has the same feuds, and she is still our current Women's WWE Champion, because I think that would just be a fire Idea, like, if they would have had her In that role, kept, you know, Rhea in the tag With Liv, you know, she never gets hurt, all that I think that would be really fire, man, we could have Had that role, because it was, it like, her I feel like her character actually makes, like, a lot Of senses, like, yeah, you did get slipped on Whereas, like, Rhea, like, obviously She's great in The Judgment Day, like, no shade at all But it's just, like it's Not as if like she's had this hard day to career, like nothing's been given to her, but like Naomi could really sell. Like, I'm sick of being up under these other people, and, like I've been here grinded forever. And I think that would be so fire. Her and that aesthetic, you know, because it's like not glow, but like that purple is really cool. And I feel like she could do a cool shit no, with the whole, like dude, a growing
0: bro. purple. Bro. That's what I'm saying,
2: bro. That would be so fire. Her leading the judgment day, bro. I think it would be so fire, dog. And then eventually you have a match, you know, where like Dom and Jimmy have to like have a match or some shit at, you know, No Mercy or whatever the fuck, you know, show they're on. Like it would, I just think that would be so fire if they would have got that off.
0: You and know, the another eventually- fire thing about that is because yeah. it's because, um because Roman know that she family, yeah. he would make sure she had a budget so her hair, makeup, and all that would be fire. That's so she I'm would saying. look, she is, she would look like what Athena looks like, think she looks like. Like it, she would actually look like, right. like, like all it fire. Will, right.
2: Also, I think it would be cool too to have a storyline of, like, oh, Roman, I've been betrayed. Naomi betrayed me, Jimmy. So I don't trust you. I definitely don't trust Sammy. And so it's like, that's the first piece that chips weighs that, like, she wouldn't even join you. Like, at least Sammy joins in turns. Naomi was like, I gotta look out for me first. And then oh, now was, Jimmy's like the fool.
1: I was just gonna say that would help the eventual Uso split. Like, you couldn't even. <laughs> Get your wife in line. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> you couldn't even get your wife to acknowledge me, and you, you want to bring Sammy Zayn into the family. Yeah, you couldn't even get your wife to acknowledge your tribal chief. I put food on all your plates. <laughs> At least she got a champion. I she a champion. your I just, wife.
2: <laughs> I did talk to her. She a champion. I talk to her, not you, Jimmy. Like, bro. Oh my god. So I was saying fight, and he like gave her his blessing too. So he not igno- like he like was vulnerable enough to say it. So now you embarrassed me, Jimmy, because I said she was cool. Wow, Damn, man. I don't mean to judge it, cause I feel like everyone says the bloodline, but that's too easy. Yeah, it's it is. too simple. Yeah, I think having the family tension of like oh, she on some other she on Raw with Dom like that.
1: You and better Jimmy handle your wife. It. <laughs> you better handle your wife. <laughs> before right. I get to meet or not? That's I'm fucking okay. her.
2: <laughs> and that's to say, yeah. Then they have a few, cause you know, the twins like you disrespecting our family, da 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 da. And then it was yeah. like, mind
1: yeah. your business, like yeah, like you have like that shit, like it's just. Oh my God. That's that's genius. It. That is really genius. Thank you. Wow. Mine is not as good, but, but we're going to ride it out. So <laughs> everything happens how it's meant to. Naomi wins the six pack challenge. She doesn't pin Sasha, but she wins a six pack challenge. Goes on to face Bianca at Hell in a Cell. Sasha finesses her way into a match with Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks, for the first time in her career, defeats Ronda Rousey and wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. Woo! Naomi loses to Bianca and does not get the championship. So with Sasha being a champion, obviously she's going to be defending at Money in the Bank. Bianca's going to be defending against Carmella. She can still defend against Carmella. Naomi enters the Money in the Bank ladder match and wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. But they also have to pull double duty. So, so Naomi wins it to open the show. Comes to the back all hype, showing off her money in the bank briefcase to Sasha. Like, look, I got it. We're, we're both gonna be champions soon. And Sasha's riding high off of finally beating Ronda. So, like, she, like the whole time leading up to Money in the Bank, she's like, you know, I, I'm I'm a champion now. I beat Rhonda. Like, you, you got to get you a title. Like, you know, we both got to be double champions. But she's putting a lot of pressure on Naomi. She's getting real egotistical. So Naomi goes wins the money in the bank and she's almost like trying to get Sasha's approval like like look I did it like I did it like I, I you know I I finally won something that, that I didn't win before you know and Sasha's like okay great so let's go defend these these um these these uh, tag titles so I think that night Ronda defended against Natalia so Sasha defends against Natalia um later in the night did they both successfully um Uh, defend the tag team titles Naomi ends up winning that match just riding off of the momentum of being the money in the bank briefcase holder Sasha gets super hurt so at the end of the match Sasha's like kind of nursing a knee injury Naomi's holding up her briefcase and she looks at Sasha and the whole crowd is waiting they're like yo is Naomi going to cash in on her partner like well what's that going to mean she doesn't she waits on it so at the next pay-per-view which is SummerSlam where Bianca defended against Becky Lynch in their highly anticipated third match. This is like their fifth match at this point, but it's, it's their final match they're gonna do. Opens a show. It's crazy, it's lit. Like Bianca wins. Becky's out there. Damage control debuts. They come in the ring. They actually brawl. Damage control jumps both Bianca and Becky. And then here comes Naomi running out, cashes in on Bianca Belair wins the Raw Women's Championship. So Sasha and Naomi, still the tag team champions. Sasha's got a title. Naomi's got a title. Naomi ru- runs to the back, super excited. Noticeably, when Naomi went out to cash out, Sasha didn't come with her because Sasha wanted her to do it by herself. So Naomi comes to the back, all excited, like, I'm SmackDown women, Uh I'm Raw Women's Champion now. She's like, hey, like, you know, there were there were a lot of women out there well well, why didn't you come help me and sasha's like well you know you you had it like damage control beat them up uh, and damage control left but 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 like they were still outside the ring so naomi ran in and bailey was kind of like oh bianca's gonna lose like fine well we'll just let her go so naomi cashes in successfully and um sasha's like yeah you had it like it was fine and naomi's like she kind of looks at her and she's like okay interesting very 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 interesting so they they go into the fall, damage control is back. So the very next night on Raw, Sasha and Naomi open the show. Damage control comes out. We get a Bailey Sasha stare down. And then and then you have EO Sky looking at Naomi. They're like, Yeah, like we want those tag titles and we want those women's titles. Damage control starts a brawl with them. Becky comes out. She's still nursing her, her injuries from the night before. So Becky comes out. Damage control gets the best of all of them. injures Becky sends her away. So now it's Sasha and Naomi handling damage control by themselves. Every week, damage control is outnumbering them. Outnumbering them is crazy. And then we, we see that there's this segment, like, right before Clash of the Castle, where Naomi is talking to someone. You can't see who she's talking to. She's like, you know, I understand, like, things were kind of tense between us because of what I did to you, I took advantage of an opportunity I think you would have understood, but we could really use your help uh, um, against damage control. So, the, 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 there's a match book for Clash of the Castle, a six women's tag team match, mystery partner for Sasha Naomi. So, damage control comes out, Sasha Naomi comes out, and everyone's waiting, building up mad suspense for who the champion is. Bianca Belair's theme hits. Bianca Belair comes out. We we have a all black woman tag team Sasha Banks Naomi Bianca Belair taking on Damage Control they all got beef with them in some way Sasha and Bailey's history you know goes without saying Bianca and Bailey they got unfinished business and then Naomi is it's, it's Naomi like she feels like people have slept on her Dakota and and ER these new faces everyone's hyping up but she's still a champion Sasha Bianca and Naomi end up winning the match Naomi gets the pin. And then EO and um, Dakota target the the tag team titles. They end up defeating Sasha and Naomi for the tag team titles. Um, And Sasha's the one who takes the pin. So Sasha's pissed because she's like, you know, Like I I took the pin there. You could have helped me. You didn't, blah, blah, all that. And and Naomi, just similar to Sasha, she's like, well, I I thought you had it. (laughs) So there's just this tension between them. And they're not tag team champions anymore. So now um, Naomi's on on Raw, Sasha's on SmackDown. um, And then eventually Bianca's like, hey, like, you know, I helped you out. It'll be really cool if you you gave me, you know, a rematch for the title. And and then Naomi's down, you know, she's a fighting champion. She's like, bet, let's do it. So I think the next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. So we get Bianca versus Naomi at Extreme Rules. Bianca wins, gets her title back. Then she goes on a a year-long reign. Naomi's on Raw with nothing, and she's still got beef with damage control. Her and Bianca are cool, but Bianca beat her for the title. There's respect between them, so they're, they're, they're trying to fight them off. And um, we eventually see a situation where they need help. Naomi tries to call Sasha, and Sasha's like, I can't really be on Raw anymore. Like, I'm SmackDown Women's Champion. We don't have the women's tag team title, so I can't help you. And Naomi's like, yo, after everything I did for you, like – I got you your first WrestleMania win. <laughs> you did not win at WrestleMania without me. I helped you in every situation I could. You want to be petty? You want to little assist me? Blah blah all that. It's cool. Do your thing on SmackDown. I'll see you soon. Fast forward a few months. Royal Rumble. Similar to Chan, Naomi wins a Royal Rumble. It's not even a question who she's going to go after. It's not even a question. The very the very next SmackDown, she shows up. She's like, we we fought together. We won titles together. We supported one another. You you let me down m- multiple times. when I need you the most. So now, one year after we won the tag team titles together at WrestleMania, I'm going to take the title you want the most. You, you won this title by beating Ronda Rousey. You wanted this so desperately. You wanted to be the face of the show. You got a long title reign. I'm going to end it at WrestleMania and embarrass you. And that's exactly what happens. WrestleMania 39, Naomi defeats Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title. They end up having a really fun trilogy. But it's a situation where Sasha's head gets really big and she's very selfish and only thinking for herself. We get to see an amazing fantasy tag team of Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Bianca Belair. We get to see Naomi win money in the bank, cash in on Bianca Belair. We get to see damage Damage control be super dominant. But in the end, Naomi gets her comeuppance and wins the SmackDown Women's title again at WrestleMania. What well, That would be six years after she did it. Um, it was WrestleMania 33. So six years after she did it, she does it again. And it's another black woman versus black woman title match at WrestleMania.
0: And it's not forced either. Like the story makes sense. Wow. That's wow. You guys booked some good shit, man. I want to see all of this shit. Yeah, man.
1: (laughs) Big booking tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know you all have a lot of thoughts. I know we have a lot of Sasha and uh, Naomi fans, and rightfully so. They both were incredible talents while they were in WWE. So we would like to hear your thoughts. Well, which story did you like the most? How would you rewrite their time in WWE? Um, and do you hope to see them come back? So sound off in the Patreon comments. Hit us on Twitter at The A-Show RNC or Rewriters RNC. And, of course, thank you, as always, for tapping in with the men with the pen. For myself, for Chan, for CC, we are the Rewriters Room, and we will be back with you all very, very soon.